Welcome to the first episode of All In, the Marriage Table podcast. I'm Trenda Vaughn. And I'm Fatima Vaughn. And the first episode we would like to call the introduction. Um, The reason why we want to call it that is because, uh, number one, we're going to talk about how we were introduced to one another. Um, the Bible says a man that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. Now, we weren't saved when we met. Um, so it was some years later that we found out that scripture to be true in our lives. So we'll let my husband start talking about the introduction, how we met. So how did we meet? We just happened to meet when we met. It was October 13th of 1989. I just happened to be home from college that weekend because I was going to University of Wisconsin Whitewater and came home just to do some little things and go back to school. Well, just so happens that that Sunday when I was going back to school at my normal time, we didn't it didn't work out that way because my, my father had some things that he was doing and was like, you know, we'll just go when we go. So my brother and I sitting on the on my porch sees this carpool coming down the street. And uh, what was interesting to me is that when the car pulled into our parking lot area and was parking, my brother knew who it was. And, you know, it was interesting because I didn't expect my brother to know who it was driving the car before the people driving the car got out because we was close and we hung around together all the time. So for him to know somebody that I didn't know was, was kind of strange to me. However, when these young ladies got out the car, my brother was like instantly like yelling the person's name. And one of the other young ladies that got out the car was a mutual friend of Fatima and I. So then Fatima gets out the car and so they come upstairs and they walk up to our back stairs and immediately uh, our mutual friend introduces Fatima and they walk in the house. So as they're walking in the house, you know, naturally we do what young men do and walk, you know, stand there for a minute. And then we walk in the house after that. So. Well, you ain't going to elaborate on what young men do. Well, so, so <laughs> since Fatima want me to elaborate on what young men do. Come on now. The marriage table is a real table. When Fatima walked past me, the first thing I did was turned and looked at her backside. <laughs> And so we all in now. We all, we all in. in. We all in. So that's what I did. But the interesting, the other interesting thing about this whole situ- situation and how it came, how it came to be was our mutual friend didn't bring Fatima up to meet me. She brought Fatima up to meet one of my other brothers that was in, that was there because I was away at school. So she didn't know I was home. And then it was funny because I feel like once she realized that you were home that weekend, then she took it upon herself that she was just going to be like, well, no, I'm going to be with the brother that I was going to introduce you to. And then you could just have him. So it was so funny because it was like, you know, as we used to say back in the day, cock blocking. So it was funny that it seemed like she jumped in to do that. But. At the same time, here we are, you know, fast forward 26 years later, 30 years together. It's just really amazing. So that's why I think it makes this, the introduction so funny 
because it's causing us to have to go back and really think about like, wow, like why did she all of a sudden she sees you there and nobody expected that you were supposed to be there that weekend. And she was just coming up there just to visit, you know, some of her family and friends. Um, But then she ended up just, you know, saying, okay, well, why don't you just stay here with him? And then basically they left me there. So I guess, you know, since I've interjected, you know, so I'll just kind of keep going with my part of the story. So part of it was once we came into the house, you know, Trindle and I sat down and we start talking, but I really wasn't talking a whole lot to him because there was another lady or young woman that was in the house. So of course I'm coming in and I don't know any of these people. So when I come in and he's speaking to me and saying hi to me and I'm like, okay, you're saying hi, but isn't that your girlfriend that's sitting up front? But then lo and behold, we found out that that was actually a friend of his that they had rolled down from college together. Yes, yeah. she, she was a uh, one of my friends from college and she, you know, my friends used to come home with me on the weekend all the time because they liked hanging around with us and being being around. So they would come occasionally they would come and spend the weekend at the house with us. So that it just so happens that that was a mutual friend of, of mine that happened to be dating my other brother that was on the porch with me. Now, my husband is the first of 13, 13 children. So when we're talking about these brothers, it's a whole bunch of them. So we will not be naming them, but there are a lot of different brothers. So anyway, continue to go on. Right. So after we cleared that air up and started talking a little more, we were sitting at the table talking and uh we were sitting at the table talking and the it, it was funny we kind of getting to know each other so i think what got her in my opinion was i said i bet you i could spell your name no go back go back now i don't try to act like you didn't got that old and you forgot the story now when <laughs> No, wait, 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 wait. Now you and the girl was sitting up front and y'all were talking. So then you came back there. I was just stayed sitting in the kitchen, remember? So then I stayed sitting in the kitchen and then you came back there. She was really upset. And then you came and you started explaining to me what was going on, what, who she was and why she was there. And I said, oh, okay. And you had a Walkman. People might not now know what a Walkman is. Now that's interesting because I do not remember this part of the you story. You had a Walkman, but remember you had the Walkman on. You had the headphones wrapped around your neck and you had the Walkman in your pocket. And I said, what are you listening to? And you said, I'm listening to house music. You probably don't know nothing about this. I said, I love house music. So you let me listen to it or you turned it on and let me listen to it. And it was songs that I knew. So you and I started talking about the house and both of us liking house music. And I was, you know, trying to figure out like, okay, what does he know about house music? I'm the one that's from Illinois, close to Chicago and partied in Chicago. You from Kenosha, Wisconsin. So what do you know about house music? I partied in Chicago. (laughs) And listen, have been listening to house music since 1982. <laughs> but I had not known that. But as we were sitting there, then after we had the conversation about and house, by the way, my roommate was a house head. That's all he listened to. So we ain't here to talk about the roommate. I'm just saying how <laughs> how I like house music. Okay, <laughs> I think you have laid the foundation of the point for that. All right, so yes, we had the conversation about house music. Um, so there was like mutual interest and then that's when you asked me what my name was and well, I told you, you what my name was. A half hour, 45 minutes into the conversation, <laughs> I finally asked her what her name was. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, 
I think you said to me, no, I said, no, did I say to you that, well, I bet you can't spell my name or something like that. I don't I know how, it came how that up, went, but either way it go, it was a long time ago. I spelled her name right. <laughs> and I was amazed. I said, I don't know if I had just been dating a myriad of dumb men or dumb boys because we were teenagers at the time. I was a teenager. I was 17. My husband was 20. Um, So I don't know. Maybe that's what the situation was. Maybe that's what it was. I was amazed that he spelled my name. And then, of course, this is all before cell phones and all of these different things. So for us to be able to, you know, communicate with one another um, we sat there and we talked for a good couple of hours. And I think that's that's probably, now that I think back on it, I think that was a big part in how we kind of made a connection because we took the time to kind of get to know each other right then and there, you right. know. And that's a, big, that's a big key in any type of relationship is taking the time to get to know one another, you know, right. not just, you know trying to figure out how you can get to whatever you're trying to get to. Right. You know, and that kind of started bringing it, everything closer together because we did take that time to really get to know each other and stuff like that. And even in the process of getting to know each other, we was laughing and talking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, And I think because um, it was more of a, a friendship type inquiry. You know, we weren't right. just sitting there like you, you know, I'm just kind of reiterating what you said. We weren't there since, you know, my friend had kind of jumped in. There was no plan for you to be there. So it's just amazing how God works when he puts things in your path a certain way, but it wasn't without its own obstacles, you know. So we had to spend that time kind of breaking through those different obstacles, trying to figure out who was who, what was what, what was going on. And then when we realized that, you know, we just were, you know, just going to talk to one another, just going to communicate with one another. So, um, so then I think my husband asked me, well, my boy, well, he wasn't my boyfriend. Trindle asked me, um, for my phone number. And of course I said, I live in Illinois and I'm 17 years old. There's no way that my mom is going to allow you to call me. Um, that was long distance. That's back in the day for some of you who might be listening to this who are under the age of 30. Who <laughs> There was long distance that you had to actually pay for. I think you do have to pay for, you know, certain things, but they call it, uh, what is what is it on the phone? I just had a moment. What's the thing on the phone where you, you know, all you pay for the phone all together? Now or they, yeah, now with the packages. Oh, that your data and bundling. Like your dad, you're bundling, your your no, bundle your plan. Unlimited, your unlimited, unlimited. Exactly, that was the know, word. Unlimited. I we was didn't have that no word. unlimited. <laughs> right, you know, right. There was you know, no unlimited back in the day. Everything when you picked that phone number, and you Baby. dialed anything with a one in front of the first number. Exactly. You was getting charged. A, you was getting charged a long distance rate, which you was would like pick double. Up the phone, and we ain't gonna go off into that. But you would pick up the phone and just dial the the seven numbers of the phone number and that was it but so Trindle asked me could he call me and I was like no not gonna be able to call me I said but you could write me a letter because he's away at college so I was like well you could write me a letter I said I'll give you my address and then he was like okay now I was shocked that he said that yeah he would you know write me a letter I just was amazed that he agreed to doing it now, now for my, me go ahead now mind you you got to understand a little something about me at that time in my life, I wasn't really looking to settle down with nobody. I had a girlfriend at Whitewater. I had a girlfriend in Milwaukee. I had a girlfriend in Racine, you know. So I wasn't looking, you know, and actually even 
when we met, I wasn't even looking at it as, oh, this is somebody that I can have a future with, you know, stuff like that. I'm looking at it like this is just somebody else I knew that we can kick it when I come home and, you know, whatever happens. But, you know, my life is at Whitewater and with my girlfriend up there. So that was interesting how things worked like that because, as Fatima said, when she didn't give me her number, you know, I was like, well, kind of taken away. I was like, you know, this is Trindle you talking to. <laughs> you know, you know, I ain't used to nobody not, I ain't used to nobody, you know, not giving me their number because, you know, that's just how I was. <laughs> so, but when she gave me the address, I like, oh, that's how it is, right? But see, I had something up my sleeve for that too. You know, which how I knew to win her over. So, and how was that? She gave me the address. I wrote the address down and whatever. And we, you know, talked a little bit more, laughed. So, by the, in the midst of doing all of that, my brothers and her friends came back. So, then my dad came too. And then I, we, we said our goodbyes and, and whatnot, you know, glad to meet you and things like that. Then I left. Remember? Mm-hmm. I left and went back to school. Mm-hmm. So... It's kind of funny. Immediately when I got back to school, the first thing I did when I got when I uh, got into my room and got settled down was wrote her a letter. Yep, right away. I think in the next probably well, I mean mail. It don't take that long. It was about two three days. I got a letter in the mail, and I was. Floored. I was like, wow. Number one, I'm floored that he agreed at the beginning to say, like, oh, okay, he won't call me. She won't give me her number, but, you know, I, uh, she'll, uh, I get to write her a letter. But then the fact that he had actually wrote the letter, because it was just funny how, because you just never know, you know, sometimes in relationships how um, each other is going to act, how people are going to react to certain things. And like we said, we weren't looking for a relationship. We weren't even looking for a friendship. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of all of us just kind of planning on coming up there to hang out. So I just, you know, would like to interject. It's like, you know what? Don't, um, just, you're not going to find someone just sitting around the house, even though we did, <laughs> you know, kind of meet each other um, at his home. But even that was like a, a faith walk back then. I remember being with my friends and I've always been one who I was kind of a homebody. I would like to party. I would like to go out. But like sometimes, like if it was the weekend, Sunday or, you know, something like that, I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to do anything. I just want to chill out, you know, and kind of prepare myself for, you know, whatever was coming up within the next week. So that was always me to kind of calm myself down I guess a little bit so for us to go up there that weekend that she was you know kind of had forced us and come on we're gonna go shopping and then we're gonna drive through Kenosha and you know go see some of my friends so I was just like you know well, whatever I'm just gonna sit in the back seat just listen to music sing and just ride so even having all of those different things in my head when I met um you know Trendle who of course came became to be my husband it just was very interesting and I was probably more relaxed in a in a conversation with you than I had ever been before with any other guy because there was always that okay double dating type thing even when you're in high school you know you might have the friend and I always had the friend you know tall light skin I was short a little bit darker than her you know so it was like we always got the little residue we got the leftover she was the one tall beautiful you know what everybody was chasing after but um 
you know, so you have the different insecurities and things like that. So when you're dating and talking to someone, you don't really know how it's going to, you know, act. And when you're teenagers, it's like, it's, it's so sexual and it's so lustful. It's so hot and heavy. And when you've not had those type of experiences and at that point I hadn't, you know, it was just a lot. It was a lot going on. So it was very refreshing um, with us being able to communicate with the letters and things like that. So that was, it was really nice, like getting so, that letter. So I told you guys, I said earlier that I had a, I had a trick up my sleeve when she wouldn't give me the number. Well, one of my, one of my uh, dating, one of my tactics for, for appealing to, to, to women was writing letters. And part of writing letters was I had good penmanship. So I knew one of my things that I knew is women like men with good penmanship and they like receiving letters and stuff like that. So when she said write her a letter, that was right up my alley already. I was like, you know, so I wrote her this letter and it, the letter was funny because we, Fatima still has a letter today and it's interesting because I found one and I read it. But then I found the other ones, you know, she had all of them and all the letters, they all said the same thing. <laughs> and in the letters, it said the same thing in different tech contexts, which was hilarious. But the one thing I want to say real well before we move on about how we, you know, the other part about how we met and how, like Fatima said, it was strictly coincidental and that that's how the Lord do things. You know, he'll bring people in your life that he see is supposed to be for you. And it don't matter when it is. It, it, it don't have to be no planned or you meet and stuff like that. Because that's just how it was. He brought Fatima, he brought us together strictly out the blue. I wasn't supposed to be at home. It was 930 in the morning when they came to Kenosha. And that's the other part about it. So... We get together. Now, this letter that I wrote to her, I didn't know that the penmanship had a, you know, my letter and the penmanship had affected her like that till years later, which was interesting. But from this letter, now every weekend, now I never came home from school. I never, ever came home from school. Like to get me to come home from school, you, my dad literally had to bribe me with a whole bunch of money and that we was going shopping and other stuff. But that weekend after I met Fatima, from that moment forth, every weekend till an incident happened where I had to leave school, I was home for uh, uh, for the weekend and spending all my time with Fatima. Now, what happened to the other women? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, so he, that's a good question. What happened to the other women? Well, the one in Milwaukee, we just stopped talking. You know, the one in Racine, you know, we tried to... But we stopped talking to, and then the one that I had at um, the one that I had at at school, we still kind of stayed talking a little bit. But then we in, eventually started going our separate ways too, because that's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. That situation I was in with that with that young lady was a it was a it was a mess from the beginning. So God didn't like that mess because it was she was dating another dude that was older than her, and then dating me at the same time. And uh, so it didn't, it wasn't the right situation for me. So we broke, went our separate ways and then like that. So as the time went on, me and Fatima started getting closer and closer, you know, I started 
moving away from all the other people and all of that. So that was um, those next three weeks, I want to say, up until um, November, in the middle of November was a was a real great moment for us. I would say, yeah, it was like a whirlwind. It wasn't like overwhelming, but it's like we did start to spend, you know, all as much time as we could together. We spent a lot of time writing letters back and forth. I remember we start giving each other two and three letters a week, mm-hmm. you know, spending as much time as we could um, communicating. We did start, you know, talking every now and then on the phone. But we just spent every weekend, you know, that we were able to um, with one another, with it being like kind of the end of my junior year of high school going into my senior year. Um, There are so many different things, the proms and all those different things that are happening um, that make it uh, like memorable. But I just remember feeling like there were so many changes that were happening for the better because now I had that you know, relationship and not at all do you have to feel are you or are you supposed to feel like a relationship is supposed to continue to fulfill your life. But it was when I look back on it, it was an aspect of things change your life. Things change the way you think. Um, experiences change the way you look at things. Um, so it was one of those changes that happened in my life. Even if the relationship didn't continue to go forward, it still would have been one of those things that, yeah, I dated this guy and we were hot and heavy for, you know, two or three years, you know, that still would have changed the trajectory of my life. There were certain things that either would have derailed, you know, or whatever, or I would have continued to go forward. So I don't want to, you know, put it out there that just because you're in a relationship that it's supposed to change you for the better and you should be looking for that. But in my instance, when I look back, it did change me and kind of put me at a little bit more settled place that I didn't even realize, you know, I was looking for until um, my my boyfriend and husband now um, came along. So it just put us both just on that a new path, you know, for life. We both started to, um, as we continue to hang out, continue to party with our friends and things like that, but we incorporated one another in pretty much everything that we did. So that made our bond, you know, start to get a lot stronger. And I think we only had one breakup. Yeah, but that was about a year. That was about a, it was a, about year, a year or so and... after we... Because it changed... Meeting Fatima changed my life drastically because mm-hmm. I went from being a, the, the the playboy, dealing with a bunch of women at one time, kind of like following in my dad's footsteps, so to speak, um, just enjoying life and just hanging out, doing whatever, trying to sleep with whoever I could sleep with and stuff like that. And instantly, that whole mindset changed. I went from dealing with a bunch of women to only to gradually dealing with just Fatima and Fatima came, you know, again, God places people in your life for a reason. And at times in your life, when I met Fatima and we really started getting to know each other and, you know, eventually we started really dating and being exclusive and things like that. Cause Fatima had a boyfriend too. We ain't going to forget. We, we ain't going to mention that. <laughs> I did. I did. But, um, but like, he, he ain't worth even mentioning. Right. But <laughs> like a month, literally a month later, month and a half later, my life 
changed again, mm-hmm. and it took a downward turn, a downward turn that I didn't even know how bad it was going to go by uh, me having to leave Whitewater. Because anybody that know me know Whitewater was my, was before Fatima, that was my love affair. Whitewater was my love affair. So when I had to leave Whitewater, that affected me big time. And that's when you know how God, when God places somebody in your life, he placed them there for a reason. They, that's when you really know somebody's meant to be with you and things like that. Because that next, what, three years, three, two and a half, three years? Yeah, might have even. As far as I'm concerned, my life, it just went spiraling down. Me and my, my, me and my dad, which we were thicker than thieves. We, our relationship went really bad. Lost a couple jobs. School wasn't working for me. It was like I was at the bottom. But all the time I was going through my my dramas and stuff. The only one that was there for me and I can I can count on was Fatima. I mean, it was even so. I mean, even even that year or so after Fatima graduated, then went to uh, beauty school, and we 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 didn't really. I didn't even say we broke up. We separated because even though we wasn't officially dating we were still together all the time and doing hanging out and stuff like that so we we were we were separated but she was always there she was the one person i can count on when i was at my lowest point in my life and it was so it was so much to the to the point where it was a time where when was coming along i was working this job where we was only getting paid once a month and then that check wasn't nothing but like a hundred fifty dollars it was crazy and i had this coat that wasn't nothing i'm sitting in the house fatima you know again didn't tell me she was coming she just came up had this big box in her hand because she worked at jc penny's at the time well she had told me to open it up it was kind of like if i had to had to compare to anything if any of you guys watch purple rain it was kind of like when apollonia Bought the good tire to Prince. <laughs> and he opened it up and it was this nice good tire that he had been looking at. It was, I had the same reaction because it was this nice black uh, coat. And I was like, whoa, you know, I ain't never really had nobody do nothing like that for me out the, you know, just out the, you know, don't ask for nothing like that to say, baby, you need a coat or, you know, just pop up with a coat. So that was one thing and, and let me know that this is the perfect, the person for me. And also... Like, not only did I not tell you, I'm bragging a little bit on myself, and not only did I not tell you, I had to take the train to Kenosha yes. to get up there. <laughs> yes, I had to take the, the train. train. I packed that bag up. I packed that bo- that coat in that box to bring it up there. But it's like, those are the type of things that it starts to change. A good relationship will start to change the character on the inside of you. Mm-hmm. It try, starts to change. It should bring out the best in you. That's the whole purpose of us wanting to even um, put these things out here, you know, on the podcast is to, you know, to to talk to people and to let people know that this is how you are able to identify, you know, a good relationship. You know, when, again, like at the beginning when we said, um, the scripture that talks about, you know, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. Um, those are the type of things that we're talking about. Even with us not being saved at that time, it was, we were bringing the best out of one another. 
we were, um, you know, my husband was able to push aside some of the, the other relationships that seemed like they were significant. But then when I came along, it wasn't significant. There was things that were going on in my life that I was able to not focus on those things so much, but to focus on, you know, what my, uh, my boyfriend needed or what he wanted and, you know, but, and still be able to do me still go forward and do what I needed to do. Of course, I had to work and take care of, you know, certain things myself before I could do something for him. So, you know, not losing myself in a relationship, um, but just at having someone that you can care for. And you can be there and be around um, them for them to see the best that's on the inside of you. You know, there's characteristics that have been brought out of me that I didn't even realize I could have in me. You know, and we'll talk in like later podcasts about our, you know, relationships with our parents and, you know, things like that, that we um, that kind of shape us and mold us and that you have to work through you have to be delivered from you have to you know have you know the spirit of God to come upon you to recognize some of these things that have been rooted in you that need to be changed out of you and a lot of times making sure that you're ready you know for relationships so we are blessed to have had um such longevity in our relationship but I know that when I look back at our relationship um, and us meeting so young, we were both at places in our lives um, that we were very mature for our age. And I, again, I think we were both at places in our lives. I'm going to I'm gonna, that, I'm gonna interject in that because I don't think far as maturity, I was mature for my age because I lived such a fast life growing up. But far as relationships, I wasn't I was very immature far as relationships is right concerned. but that's what i'm Be- but i'm well, not I say, saying i say that. i say this because before fatima when i met girls i only met girls i only had one thing in mind when i was meeting girls and stuff like that when i when fatima came along that one thing was the furthest thing away from my mind that was the first time in my life that i didn't have an uh, uh agenda on what i was trying to get out of a woman and we grew from there Mm-hmm. Okay. Know. Okay. I see so what you're far as far as relationships, I was immature in relationship, and the main reason why that is because I fell in love when I was twelve. My first love, we was I was twelve, and we dated till I was sixteen. So that hurt from us breaking up hardened my heart to falling in love again. So from fifteen and a half, sixteen till I met Fatima. I was just like, I ain't never given no my my you know heart to no woman again like that. So that's why I say I was immature in relationships. Cause I was it was kind of guarding my heart, but at the same time it was selfish because everything was about me. Mm-hmm. And that that's what it was. And then when I got everything that I wanted, then I was subsequently moving on or adding another woman to 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 my list. And that's why this is so good, too, because it does bring out the different um, we want to be and are being as transparent as we possibly can be, because there are, again, like I said, with my best friend, you know, tall, beautiful, and I, you know, I always felt that I was beautiful, but she was always the one who was chosen. She was always the one who, you know, had the best, the basketball players, this, that, and the other. And for me, it was always just, you know, whatever was left over, whoever was around, whoever wanted to be bothered with me. So it was like, yeah, I did take on a very insecure approach to how I, you know, was in relationships. 
um, and, and expecting less and not having any standards and things like that. Um, so I did have to grow. Um, I'm glad that I was young at that time. So I'm not saying that, you know, somebody who's 30 years old might still be going through some of these same thoughts and feelings, you know, in relationships. But what we want to definitely leave as we begin to, you know, kind of come to a close of the, the this episode of our um, podcast is to say that, you know what, it's it's not about it being perfect. It's not about two people being perfect, but it is about a willingness to be able to go forward in the unknown. I think what I am like with us going back and kind of remembering the introduction, you know, thinking about how we met and all of that, it's really sweet, but it's just so many different things begin to flood my mind. Like, wow, we really had to have faith that you know this friendship because we weren't looking for it to be a relationship but that this friendship was going to last and we literally just kind of had to allow God to walk us through it step by step in each situation but no matter what went on with us we were always willing to fight for one another yes we were always willing to fight for one another even when we had to fight each other <laughs> to yes. fight for one another to stay together and things like that to not be, you know, immature in our relationship. So again, as we begin to, um, you know, to close this out, if there's, you know, something that you want to say. Well, babe, I would say, I say we had this, this introduction we, when we thought about it and we talking about how we got together because that's building, we were building our foundation then. Mm-hmm. Any good relationship is like is like building a house or building a building. You got to have a solid foundation yes. for that structure to stand and be sturdy and survive all the different things that come along and stand through the test of time. Mm-hmm. And that's what we were doing then. When we met, we didn't know we were building our foundation. And not only building our foundation, but we was building a solid foundation. Exactly. And all the tests and trials that came along in that from the breakup from all the arguments, the things that that was building that 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 was strengthening that foundation. So when we built our life together to where it is now, mm-hmm. we standing strong on that foundation, and it's not rocking or moving at all. Mm-hmm. And that's how it is when you're looking at your own relationship. That's how you got to look at it. How you started or how you met. That's how that what drives your relationship to forward. Forward. Yeah. yeah. You for know you to want to stay together for you to want it to grow the same things that I thought back then the same get up and go when we were scraping together dimes and quarters and nickels and pennies for you to get on the bus for you to go to a job or for you to go to a job interview for me to get on the train to come up there and visit you you know whatever the situation was that same foundational principles of no matter what it takes no matter how it's going to happen, we're not ashamed in one another. We're, you know, we're always talking. We don't care. Look, he got $5. I got, you know, two fifty. We going to go with you. We going to go and we going to work it out. It's just, we have that same thing. I tell, um, you know, I'm teaching now. I'm a hairstylist and I'm teaching. 
And I tell my students all the time, I said, I really enjoy teaching at this level because this is your foundation. Everything that you're going to build from this point on in your career is going to come from what you're learning now. So they get upset when I make them do things, you know, repeatedly over and over and over again when I ask them some of the same questions. But then by the time they get ready to graduate school, they are so confident in the foundation that they were able to build, then whatever comes their way in their career, they're going to be able to handle it. And I think a lot of times we just don't spend the time doing that. You know, the Bible talks about um, us building things on a strong foundation. My husband already, you know, spoke about that. He talks about that. He talks about building on it a foundation of sand and building it on a foundation of of gravel. Like those things are not going to they're not going to remain. They're not going to stand. You know, there's no way. So we know that now that foundation also, not just us being built, but it was Christ within us that was showing us how this is the blueprint of how things are going to be in your life. And if you keep focus on doing things my way, doing things foundational and keeping me at the center of it, then you can build whatever you want to build. And it was faith. Yes. You know, again, we when we met, neither one of us was in church, so we didn't know nothing about a godly relate a godly relationship. Mm-hmm. So we were doing things in a godly way, not knowing it was a godly way. So our everything that we did, our foundation was on faith. Our relationship has been on faith, mm-hmm. and and it just it just grew from there mm-hmm. because we were moving on faith, yeah. especially me, because again, like I said, the life that I was living. At any given, I always knew I never had faith in being in a long, a long-term relationship because I never saw a long-term relationship. So at any given moment, I just thought that we were going to end and go our separate ways, and then I just go back to my normal self. Mm-hmm. So we were on faith for real. Yeah, yeah. So we really, you know, we have to know that. Um, so I think that was a good first episode. What do you think? I think so too. So I think going, moving forward, you know, we're going to continue to build on what we talked about now and just talk about other things that we've experienced and I, and that again, got us to 26 years later being married and 30 years being together as a couple. Yeah, and actually we're going to, as we continue to go forward in our podcast, we're going to be able to bring in other couples and have them kind of talk about their foundations, um, their introductions to be able to add to um, what we are talking about for you to be able to to know that there are other faith-filled um, couples out there that love the Lord, that love one another and want to see each other prosper, want to see each other do well, want to see each other um, just go forward and be the best that you possibly can be, you know, in a loving relationship. So, you know, we sign out. Signing out. For this first episode. First episode. We our inaugural episode. All In, the Marriage Table Podcast. Tell your friends. God bless. God bless.